No Spider-Man, bitches! Hey, welcome to the Moviecation Podcast. I'm Brady. I'm Joe. I'm Cole! Yeah, Cole! Cool. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Cole's not in with us currently. He may make a, a special guest appearance later on this in this episode, but currently he's not here because, well, he has a to be rat. a contributor. He has to be a contributing member of society and support the rat that is Walt Disney. The and rat he just got for hostage. Yeah. So, how's it going, Brady? Yeah, I'm with the rat. What's up? It's been a while. Been a few days. Well, but we cranked we cranked a lot out in October, so I was like, let's take a break. Yeah, we need a vacation. We uh we gave you too much. We need to uh, tease you a bit. We gotta you know slow it down. We need to watch movies. <laughs> that aren't horror movies that aren't horror movies yes yes and uh we have to give some takes on it by the way i yeah. like your hat man you want to tell us about your hat you're wearing you want to describe it to the audience all four people bro it's a it's a corduroy hat dude i it's thought so i was like purple it looked, it looked... corduroy hat it is so freaking it like just feels nice i'm trying to get it to like you know shape a little uh-huh, uh-huh. uh but yeah i got it at the dinosaur junior concert uh, very Saturday. nice loudest fucking show i've ever been to in my life like for real i think the loudest show i've been to was a show i actually played um there was this touring band called sixes like the number six but like multiple so they had full cabs for the entire band and they had the what entire heard that name before they had the entire back wall of the building lined with cabs and you can hear that shit down the street. Have you ever seen um, that movie with Riz Ahmed, um, Sound of Metal? Yeah, I told you to watch it. Remember? Yeah, I still haven't like gotten through it, um, but uh, it is based off a real band, apparently. I can't mm-hmm. remember the name of the band right now. I'm like, you're saying a few words. Are you going to piece something here together? But no, uh, it you saying like it's a wall of amps reminding me the band, the real band that it's based off of. Uh-huh. Literally, if you look up the name of this band, the first picture you'll see is li- literally a wall of amps behind like two people. Oof, too much, man. Overkill. Hold on, I gotta look this because uh, real band, buggy. yeah, it's gonna bug me. Jucifer, oh. Jucifer, yeah. I've heard of Pussifer. It's, it's literally Jucifer. It's a sludge. They're a sludge metal band. Gotcha. gotcha but okay. um, yeah, man, like you probably won't see because my phone will blur you. Oh, okay. You can kind of see the wall of amps. Those can't all be real. <laughs> Those can't all be real. You, I Maybe. They're from Georgia, apparently. Cool. Why don't you message them and ask them? Are your amps real? <laughs> Are the amps real or not, bro? <laughs> uh, real quick, if you haven't seen The Sound of Metal, um, it's a movie based on a two-piece band. Like, uh, I'm not really sure what to describe them as. Lucifer is notable for the extreme volume at which they perform and the g- gigantic wall of amplification used for balancing guitar as well as the dichotomy that has existed between much of the recorded material and their live shows i've never listened to this band before now i'm interested i'll check them out so like i was saying um the sound of metal is a is um 
is a movie based on well that band uh, it's a two-piece band it's a guitar and a drummer i don't know if it's like necessarily like based on them but like they are like an inspiration as to okay. like the where the idea of a two-piece band and shit like that would come from the, for the show came from okay so they're like a they're like a super noise rock or just you know really loud like like brady was saying they're a very loud band um the drummer is going deaf and he's having a hard time processing his uh, transition from being a drummer of a metal band to going deaf and learning how to live an everyday life as now a deaf person so it's pretty interesting good watch um i always good. start it and i just for whatever reason get distracted and never get back to finishing it i, I think never you'll make like it, it past like 10 minutes and i know i will like it everyone it's, tells me it's a little you, slow but it's everyone a good movie. specifically tells me you will like it yeah so like and that's the thing about me and like and I know you are like this too versus more or less versus Cole, but art house type like style films like that are more my bread and butter than like, yeah, I'll go and watch an MCU movie or whatnot, but like that's not my what I'm going to seek out versus if I had the chance to go see like The Eternals or Sound of Metal in theaters, I'd go see Sound of Metal over yeah. Eternals. I guess that's that, just me. And that's like my bread, like I said, my bread and butter kind of deal. And I feel that because I'm, I'm kind of the same way. Like, I feel like because those movies don't get enough, I'm sure they don't get enough like credit in theater. I would try to go out of my way to watch those ones instead of something I can, I know I'll be able to see the following week. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the other thing that like, not necessarily like they don't get credit in theaters. It's just like a lot of those movies a lot of those movies are really good, but a lot of them that aren't like very good that do get limited releases are literally like we got to throw it in theaters just to get a contention kind of deal for an award, right? Which I feel is like changing anymore because everything's on Netflix and shit now. Yeah, like, and, like you can you can do it on Hulu or Netflix. I mean, and like Netflix is doing more of a push to to get movies that are nominated and stuff like that. So like you can and Netflix also does do a really good job, like. One of the movies we're going to talk about tonight, I'm not going to spoil it yet, but Netflix does do a good, a decent job of at least doing like limited city runs. Uh, mm -hmm. And I know they did it with the one movie that we're going to talk about that's on Netflix tonight, um, where they put it in like maybe 10 or 15 cities for like three nights. And then at the end of the third night is the Netflix like release date or something. What are you doing in that poor thing? You want to hang out? I'm listening, you're listening. <laughs> but yeah, like after like three days, I think it was when like the actual Netflix premiere was happening. Yeah. So what are we talking about today? Well, the obvious is Doom. Doom. Um, and we're also going to talk about Harder They Fall. But before we do that, I want to talk about Red Notice. I know I talked about it in the uh, group chat the other day. And like I said, it was very generic spy thriller-esque comedy buddy comedy kind of deal and that's very true like there's no denying that but then i re-watched it with my parents like a couple days later who are not like me like most art house type films that i try to show them are very very more on the miss side than they are on the hit side like i feel i think the last time i showed my parents Okay, a good example. Last early last year, I showed my parents two art house style films. One was Jojo Rabbit. What the other was the Peanut Butter Falcon. 
they liked Peanut Butter Falcon, hated Jojo Rabbit. Personally, I like both. But that kind of tells you where they are in the sense of like, and so I was watching Red Notice with them and I noticed that like they were cracking. Like, I mean, it's a funny movie. Don't get me wrong. Ryan Reynolds is probably the easiest person to write for ever. Because you literally just have to say, all right, be funny. Maybe give him a line or two to say, and then he's funny. He's right. Like just, just be him. Yeah, be himself. Just And that's what he did this whole movie. He was like, because there's like a whole scene where they're in like a Russian prison. And he's like, don't worry. I'm not going to tell anybody that you're a cop. And like, he kept like emphasizing that Dwayne Johnson's a cop, made it known that he was a cop. And then like, when they got, he's like, I mean, I tried to help you by saying you're not a cop, but you know, <laughs> or like, uh <laughs> they like the interpol lady that's chasing them the whole movie is like i'm gonna send you somewhere where you no one really wants to go and he goes what your instagram account and like <laughs> and like there was a joke they made early on in the movie and then like towards the end of the movie when he gets caught again and all this he goes well agent so-and-so really did send me somewhere worse than her instagram account but i escaped and um but yeah my parents are sitting there and they're laughing their asses off at this movie and I asked them, like, what do you guys think? And they're like, oh, it's a great movie. It's fucking hilarious. And I realized, like, I'm not the target audience for that movie. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe I, maybe a few years ago I would have been, but like, I feel like us, like someone who sits there and watches movies, and this is a problem I've noticed I've had sometimes too, is like, I'll sit there and I can't, it's hard for me to watch, just, just watch a movie without thinking of like, oh, how am I going to talk about this on the show? You know what right. I mean? Right. And so that's what I, I know I did the first time I watched it. And I was like, how am I going to talk about this on the show? Cause like, it's generic. It's just, it's a buddy cop spy thriller is what yeah. it is. Right, there's right. no, there's nothing new about it. Like, there's can- cool, there's a cool, like historical, like Indiana Jones twist to it. Uh, spoiler sorry uh but the whole premise of the movie is they're looking for cleopatra's eggs i don't know if you know like the whole story about that apparently cleopatra had like three eggs made for her um one of them's according to the movie one of them's in like a private collector's like thing the other one like travels the world because it's like you know going museum to museum it's right the third one the third one's just lost in time. And so Gal Gadot's character is an art thief, but Ryan Reynolds' character is the number one art thief of the world. And the reason he's number one is because he'll go out and like steal the biggest things, get caught just to escape, just for the thrill of escaping and things like that, right? And like they show him in the beginning of the movie making a fake egg to replace the real egg that's on display and that's where the movie starts is like him and Dwayne Johnson or The Rock chasing each other throughout this like uh, museum in Italy right and like it's a seven minute long opening chase scene between those two and Mm -hmm. it's fucking it's it's Ryan Reynolds being Ryan Reynolds and then when The Rock comes in it's The Rock being The Rock like it's good it's they have great chemistry on screen and then um, you find out that Ryan Reynolds knows where the third egg is the whole time, the whole movie, because his dad happened to be looking for it when he was younger. Early on in the movie, they tell the story about a watch and then they circle back to the story about the watch. 
because the watch is the key to the third egg and it's in a bunker in South America or something like that. That is where Hitler's art dealer took all of his money, took all of his uh, art that, cause you know, Hitler was an art buff. Yeah. And he was doing all the art throughout. Yeah. Like, throughout so, Europe during World War II. So then it takes like a World War II turn and like, it's like, yeah, it's been in Hitler's bunker all these years. Just no one knows where the bunker actually is. They have an idea of where it is, but no one knows where it actually is. And so they eventually get into Hitler's bunker with all his heart, art stuff that his art dealer took to like Brazil or something like that after right, right. Um, Hitler like killed himself. So like it took like that, what I mean, like Indiana Jones turn. And mm-hmm. then from there, it took another turn of, oh, The Rock isn't an FBI agent at all this whole time. He's actually an art thief himself working uh-huh. with Gal Gadot because they're like, partners or married or something like that this sounds a lot like oceans 12 and an <laughs> indiana jones movie i told i told you it's a spy thriller and just a typical heist buddy comedy commonality movie kind of deal. right right so I, I now i will say i will say that the twist of the rock not actually being an fbi agent mm-hmm. did throw me off okay so that's kind of I like, was like okay that was that's not really, the norm for him yeah and then like they sh- uh when they when it finally clicks in ryan reynolds head they do flashbacks when he literally says like the first line he says is i'm the bad guy and he's like, what like so like yeah. the twist is good but like the movie just isn't <laughs> and for you trying to analyze it to like what we're going to talk about on the like here on the pod you're like there's nothing really to read too deep into it. And you're trying to find something deep into it. You're like, no, like, it's just like, this is it. Like, this is what they're giving me. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> I mean, like I said, I would have, if I, if I didn't go to this long, like rant that I just did, I would literally would have said it has a good twist, but overall it's a generic. You can see this 20 other times, 50 different ways. Right. And it's all going to turn out the same way. Um, to touch on the, the World War II part, have you watched the Monuments Men? Is that George Clooney's in there, right? Clooney, Matt, uh, Matt Damon, Jeff, Go- uh, sorry, John Goodman. Um, Why did I get that confused with the men who stare at goats? I don't know. But uh, have you heard of that one? I think I've seen it a long time ago. So they're, they're art dealers and like art historians who uh, are, are enlisted. They enlisted to the, into the army um, to, go to, to go to Europe during World War II. To help to steal uh, Hitler's heart, right? Not to steal it, to salvage any art that's that's trying to be stolen from from the Nazis. Mm. So the Nazis are stealing all like a like all of Europe's you know very high end art, um, and basically the these guys are going into uh, to 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 salvage everything that's being stolen. Uh, really good movie. Like I said, it has George Clooney, Matt Damon, uh, Bill Murray's in it, Kate Blanchett, John Goodman um really good like i said it's a good story um real thing that happened to so i was like okay that's pretty cool but that kind of reminded me when you said it gets into like a, a war or two twist of it and then going on about what you said about you know it being kind of a generic movie and we talked about this on you know in our group chat how i feel about about the rock and we compared um like his career and you know batista. dave batista who has become a i would say a rather big you know, uh, actor currently who made the transition from being a you know a uh, 
a wrestler into the the acting scene and uh, like you know like i like the rock he's a good he's a good actor like he, it's good and all but like to me i feel like all his movies he just has like he's he's gotten away from being known as the rock obviously like he doesn't go by the rock anymore and his, you know when he's credited for a movie he's dwayne johnson which i understand like he ultimately his goal was to get away from being the rock and to being his own person which was dwayne johnson um but i feel like he still plays the rock in every movie like he's he has to be like the center of attention well, like he you has. said it was a twi- the, it's a good twist that he's not a cop in this because yeah it's a good twist that he's not time. the good guy he's he's actually the bad guy so i thought that was pretty cool one of the funniest fucking lines in that movie though was uh right at the beginning when like him and ryan reynolds finally come face to face after the chase and brock's wearing like this really nice leather coat he's like nice leather coat it's a statement piece real nice probably a naked cow somewhere going worth it (laughs) (laughs) i think i saw that in the clip in the trailer i think that popped up in there and like gal gadot's pretty good in it too um unfortunately i think for me it's until she's no longer Wonder Woman and has branched out of that like phase of her career, mm-hmm. it's going to be hard not to see her do action movies and be like, oh, she's fighting like she's Wonder Woman. You think so? I mean, yeah, because yeah, she's done a lot of action. Like, she's done a lot of action movies. Like, that's well, the all only, could, to be honest with you, the only things I've ever like truly seen her in were like, I think one of the Fast and Furious movies and then Wonder Woman. Yeah, I mean, she's she's in the fast and furious series you know she's in the franchise uh she's been in a few of them and of course she was in uh batman versus superman and then you have wonder woman justice league um so yeah i mean it's a it's a lot of action movies so I, I, I get where you're coming from you know like you want to see her in something different to i don't know I kind of, maybe like a romantic comedy or like a serious something serious role. yeah yeah no, I, I get you like a drama mm-hmm I don't know. I just feel like, um, just, yeah, I feel like once you get attached to these, cause you got to remember it's weird for me. It's weird seeing, um, Chris Evans play Captain America because my first ever role with Chris Evans was not another teen movie when mm-hmm. he had whipped cream on his dick and on his nipples. Like and he had a banana that's the know, first but- yeah it's mm-hmm. the first thing i've ever like whenever i think chris evans that's the first thing i think of is how fucking hilarious he is in that movie yeah and now he's america's ass what are you gonna do yeah you know it is it's weird for me to see that you no, know? No, yeah I, I totally get that because you have your you know you you associate these these actors that you know like i'm forever really gonna well. see chris pratt as andy dwyer yeah me too they just you know sweaty fat <laughs> you know, clothes that are uh, incorrectly sized on him. <laughs> um, you know who hits me really hard with that? And it bums, like, it just makes me realize how how great of an actor he is and how much I miss him now. Uh, Robin Williams. Because, you know, I... Oh, dude, yes. I associate Have you Robin ever Williams. seen One Hour Photo? I was going to bring that up here in a second. So I've always associated, like, Robin Williams with, like, you know, Mrs. Mrs. Doubtfire, Patch Adams. Like I knew he could be serious, but I always Hook. saw him as funny. And I remember these movies coming out as a when I was a kid, and I was like, man, I want to watch those movies because it had Robin Williams, but I never saw them. And I'm really glad I didn't see them because I would have been like, I think I would have been shocked to think that Robin Williams, the guy who's always made me laugh and stuff like that, to be 
like kind of kind of like a bad guy. So earlier this year, I watched Insomnia, which is with Al Pacino. Was it and, Al Pacino or Sean Penn? No, Al Pacino. Uh, Al Pacino. It's Al Pacino and Robin Williams, where uh, Pacino's kind of like a hotshot cop who's been who's in some hot water, but he goes to Alaska to help uh, solve this case. And uh, I want to say uh, Jennifer Garner's in it as well. Um, but um, they he goes to Alaska. And he's trying to help the police force there solve this crime. Um, sorry, Hillary Swank's in it, not uh, not Jennifer Garner. Hillary Swank. Hillary Swank's like the, the cop. <laughs> Hillary Swank's the cops. Uh, this is the cop that's up there that's like helping him out. So he goes up there, and they're trying to figure out what's happening, like in this, you know, who this killer is, and um, in the midst of everything going, you know, happening, and they think they finally found the the killer. Uh, Pacino accidentally kills his um, his partner and tries to cover it up and says that the killer did it. Well, the killer starts to blackmail Pacino and uh, kind of leads him along. Well, the killer ends up being Robin Williams and it's called insomnia because at the time, uh, during that time in Alaska, the sun doesn't go down. Mm. But people, so people live their lives, you know, it's in constant daylight, but they they, stand, they stick to a schedule of like, you know, still operating like at nighttime well Pacino has a hard time um adjusting and processing that so he's up like all hours of the day and night and like he can't sleep he starts to go crazy he starts to you know endure insomnia and it you know makes a big old twist part you know him you know trying to cover up his him killing the partner trying to catch the killer and all this stuff it, it it's a really I thought it was a really good movie and I was like this is this is great then I saw one hour, one hour photo, which is a another Williams movie, and Williams is a like a photo hut employee who becomes. Oh, you obsessed. don't have to sell me on one hour photo. I fucking okay. Love okay. That well, movie. I'm I'm, I'm seeing it for the audience. <laughs> so one hour photo. Uh, Williams is a photo hut uh, employee who becomes obsessed with a a family. Uh, he's like he's like in love with this woman. He loves the kid. He knows who the husband is, but he never meets the husband. And I didn't think of single white female, just he just wants to be a part of the family instead of be said person. Yeah, I don't think he wants to replace anybody in the family. He just wants to be part of them because like he an has uncle. no family. Yeah, he has no family and he loves, he just loves his family. Like he sees them like as, I guess, what would be like the, the ideal American family. And he's just, he's obsessed with over them and he, he loses his job because they start to pick up on like he's been like embezzling photos and stuff like that and um then he wants to you know kind of like still follow the family he realizes that the the husband is cheating on the wife so he starts to like drop hints to the wife that hey he's cheating on you this is where he'll be and he gets involved it gets real messy but like after seeing these two movies i was like holy shit like i'm so glad i watched them like at this age, because if I would have watched them back then, I think it would have ruined like, Robin Williams for it you. It would have ruined Robin Williams for me. And it's just because I would have been too young to appreciate what he did at the time. But yeah, so now, for sure. I mean, I went through the phase of like, uh, you know, Robin Williams passed away. So let me watch all these movies this weekend kind of deal. You know what I mean? Uh, so like I did within the weekend, obviously, I did like Jumaji, Mrs. Doubtfire. Classic. Uh, Goodwill Hunting, which is always one of my favorite roles by him. 
which was actually produced by Kevin Smith, if you didn't know. Really? Yeah. Um, Because it was written by Ben and Matt. And Kevin was like, yeah, I'll help you produce it. Get your names out there. Because right. at the time, yeah, they yeah. weren't really like... They weren't big yet, they, right? They weren't Ben and Matt, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so that's why you get the whole Goodwill Hunting 2 joke and Jane Silent Bob Strike Back with that's Gus right, Van Zant yeah. and, and all that. Um, but yeah, uh, and then Robin Williams, my favorite Robin Williams moment in that whole entire movie is the very end of the movie where, um, earlier in the movie, he's telling, you know, Matt Damon's character about like this, like baseball tickets for like some big, like, I, I want to say Yankees game. Cause you mm-hmm. or I, I might get this wrong, but it might have been Red Sox because you know they're Boston boys. Yeah, it's definitely so, Red Sox. Yeah. So he's talking about how like it's, they were it's, probably paying, playing the Yankees. Yeah. And then like he's telling about like all this. Like he's like, Yeah, you know the game. It's like he's like, Yeah, were you there? And Robin Williams goes, oh, fuck no, I wasn't. I had to go see about a girl. <laughs> like <laughs> it's this big amazing story. Matt Day was going crazy over some like Red Sox talk. And he's Robin's like, like uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and he's like, fuck no, I wasn't. <laughs> and so, like, the very end of the movie, uh, he writes Matt Damon's character writes because it's Robin Williams is like a, a therapist to Matt Damon's character kind of deal. And he writes this um letter to him. He's like, Thanks for all your help, yada yada yada. But in the end, I have to go see about a girl. <laughs> but like they have Matt Damon like voiceover read it. And then like after he finishes it, Robin Williams folds the piece of paper and goes, son of a bitch, stole my line. <laughs> Completely <laughs> improv. Completely improv. <laughs> That's so good. It was just like Robin Williams, was like, God damn it. <laughs> I feel like I feel like that movie and like um Dead Poet Society are ones that are. Like you kind of oh you, you kind of forget about because they're you know around that time he's he's doing Mrs. Doubtfire and then he kind of like really blows up from there you know what I mean, uh, but yeah like Goodwill Hunting and Depot Society are I feel like those are ones that people forget about but they're really fucking good. Any chance I get to talk about One Hour Photo, I will because like I mean Trent Reznor was supposed to score that movie at one point. Really? Wow. Mm-hmm. You know what? He was set to do it, and you can see it too. You could see, yeah, early I can see Trent how he Reznor music how he fit in there. that. Yeah, God, that um, movie's so good. Like that scene, that scene, the one jump scene in that entire movie where it's like a a, a dream sequence, and all of a sudden, like he's covering his eyes, and then his eyes just like explode with blood. Yes, like, that, oh, it's so jarring. Oh, God, so jarring. I was I like, I was on so edge much. when when he's sitting in the house. <laughs> And then the door like unlocks. And I was like, why isn't he moving? Like, why isn't he moving? And they're like, and then it's like a dream sequence of like, hey, yeah. sorry. I was like, gosh. So I was like, no. Sigh the photo guy. <laughs> but you know what? Well, we'll watch that movie. Like, we'll, we'll, we'll wait a couple, we'll wait till like January and watch that movie. And we'll talk I about need that. I Cole one. to watch that. I want to see what Cole has. To I want to see how, I want to see what Cole thinks about that. Cause it's, cause that's not your typical Jumanji. You are. He's like, Robin this has a flubber. What is this? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, man. We'll, um, we'll double back on and watch that one because that man, that was a really good movie. So let's talk. Which one do you want to talk first? Um, let's talk the heart of the fall first because I just saw that one. I just saw that one the most recently. Alrighty, you go. 
Let's you see go. what you got to say. No, you see go. what you got to You go. For me right now, movie of the year, 100% hands down. It's a bold move, Cotton. A bold move, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off. Uh, yeah, man, it was, people are going to go in here expecting Django. And I 100% see where they're coming from. Don't and there's some, and there's some parts that do very much channel Django. Mm-hmm. mainly in like the blood splatter work and shit like that where they do like the slow down and like bass drop blood packet explosions on like horses and shit like that real quick so i very much feel like i'm just gonna chime in and we'll we'll like we'll we'll fuse our our takes together i totally agree with that because i f- i feel like they're like hmm how do we make django and chain or how do we make a tarantino-esque movie without getting in trouble and that's the vibe I got. It was it was also that, but there was also the vibe of how do we make one of the rare versions of a Western where the cast is all black without people going, oh, so it's Django Unchained. Yeah. Yeah. And I think well, they pulled it off really well, to be honest. Yeah, because honestly, like I think I think other than only- like the like the slowdownness of like some of the deaths and things like that, like the opening death scene of like the dude shooting like the guy with like the scorpion tattoo, and right. like they showed the harder they fall, like the title sequence, like that. That's mm-hmm. a very Tarantino thing. The slowdown yeah. of like the blood packs explosion when like they just keep shooting at people, another Tarantino thing. But other than that. I think they did a really good job of branching themselves out of like Tarantino filmmaking. Yeah, because I think I, honestly, after that scene, the opening scene that we where he kills the where they're in the little <laughs> church. After that, like I was, I quit comparing to like I quit getting the the Django vibe and, and like. Well, even like, that like first like, opening scene was very much Inglorious Bastards opening scene. Yeah, that reminded me of that. Someone coming to that's your house I, and. And that's why I was getting like the Tarantino vibe first, and then I got the the Django vibe. But then after that, I was like. I was like, no, you know, they're they're getting away from that. They're doing their own thing, which I thought was really good because I didn't want this to be a watered down version of of a Tarantino style film. So, which was, I'm glad they didn't didn't get that far. So, so interesting fact about that movie: the director of that movie is Seal's brother. Really, like Seal the the musician? Yeah. Cool. Uh, like younger brother and seal has a song on the track I mean, on the soundtrack I, I would hope so and his <laughs> his the guy the director is also a musician himself there i'm yeah. guessing it's like a because like he doesn't has, seals has, a seals clearly like a stage name obviously yeah yeah but it has like for the director it has them listed as the bullets oh really yeah it doesn't have the director name it just says the bullets hmm interesting but yeah, um, another thing I loved about this movie. Okay, so it's yeah, it's that's like his stage name because it's it's a British songwriter, singer songwriter, producer, and filmmaker. Yeah. Okay. Another thing I loved about this movie, dude, and like I could see people having a problem with this, and if they do, then they don't know how to enjoy movies. The fucking the setting, like it's clearly in a back lot with some buildings. Yeah. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. You can clearly tell they're on a lot somewhere and they put some buildings up. But, you know, I, and, th- like, but I thought it was perfect. Looks, the color grading and everything in it 
how bright it is. Everything looks perfect. Yeah, because that's how, you know, that's how we imagine how the West looks. You know, every you know, every little town was a fucking small town that was flat enough. And they're like, you know what? This looks good here. And, you know, they they erected their buildings and that was it. Like there was no, that was it just how the West was built. It didn't slow down in my opinion. Like it wasn't, there wasn't really any parts where it like dragged or anything for me. Um, I will say the two strongest characters, strongest like actors of the whole movie, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. And this is shocking considering the cast are Lakeith Stanfield and RJ Kryler. Oh man, dude, I love Lakeith Stanfield. He's so they good. Were, and RJ Kryler, any scene that he was in was just fucking amazing. He was the uh, he was the quick draw for the quick draw, right? Who, who wanted to who wanted to uh, shoot against uh, who wanted to shoot Lakeith Stanfield? Yeah, Stanfield. It was the other quick draw. But They're he was so known good. for he was known for shooting people in the back. The right. Lakeith Stanfield's character. Cherokee, no, that it, was his name. That was his name. Yeah, dude. Yeah, oh my then, god. And RJ was uh, was uh, Jim Beck. Was also the Blue Ranger. That's the other thing. All these characters are real people. Yeah, they're they're based on real people, but the the story was fictional. Yeah, yeah, which I thought was interesting. Sorry, if you hear my cat in the background, he's he's in the mood. He's fixing to get drop kicked. <laughs> Don't kick the kitty. No, I'm not gonna kick him, but you know he's he's very vocal. Anyway, um, yeah, honestly, like I loved their I loved whenever they were in a scene because I felt like they they kind of carried the scene pretty well. Um, the scene where they're getting ready to, uh, and I'm jumping ahead, but when uh, when they're gonna rob the the white people bank, and uh, <laughs> when Kathy will when uh, the 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 girl Kathy Williams is like, I'm gonna dress like a woman. Like she puts on a dress, and Art and Jim Beckworth goes, "Oh man!" Like I was I was confused there for a second that I was falling for a man, dude. That was so good. I was like, "How do you?" I thought it was hilarious because I was like, how do you not know? <laughs> that was the best joke of the whole movie, too, though. It was so good. <laughs> it was like so and soville a white town. <laughs> and you're like, okay, white people, that makes sense because that's what they're doing with this movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because the you entire know, town is white. We're not going to, you know, downplay the, the fact that there was segregation back then. Like, obviously, there was segregation back then. <laughs> they took it one step forward and, and made everything white. <laughs> the sand so was good. white, the buildings were and everyone's face as as the two African American people roll in, they're like, "Do you see that? What the fuck are they doing here?" Like they had that shocked look. It was and very so- much. It was very much again another comparison to Django, which I'm trying not to do, but it was very much a is that a on a horse yeah. scene from Django, but without the racism. Yeah, it was so good though. Like, and then when they walk into the bank, they're like can i help you like i want to i want to make a withdrawal and they're like you gotta have an account here sweetie and like bitch i can't have an account here <laughs> and then they tell them to, they tell them to go to the blacks the black town that's like further down the road like to go back they told them to go back to the town that they were <laughs> they just came from i was like oh it's so rough but no man that i was like honestly i was expecting like it was just to be like you know 
they're not hiding segregation it's a white person's town yeah but for I mean, it there's to no- go the full step of the buildings the white are white the inside of the buildings are white this the dirt is white like it was a legitimate white town <laughs> i was not expect. i literally had to pause to laugh at that for like 15 minutes i'm not yeah. lying right there yeah, it was, that it was, was a amazing um oh so i said to, to back up a little bit and i feel like it's hard not to talk about her regina king is in this movie and my god was she great as uh what's her name trudy trudy something um trudy smith and she was kind of like the 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 bandit in charge while they while they rescue uh rufus buck which is idris elba but i thought you know i feel like she like she carries herself so well as an as an actor and how well she carried herself in this movie i thought was really really good um the the train scene when they when they stay they're gonna they're gonna stop the train and break rufus buck out of the the cart he's in and she just stands in the middle of the railway doesn't flinch and the the conductor of the train is like blaring the horn like get out of the fucking way like i'm a train you need to move and she doesn't flinch at all and the train stops in front of her and then she's just like okay cool like let's let's go do this She's such a fucking badass. And then the whole sequence of them moving through the train, you know, as a whole group, and they get to the to the end where, you know, they're meeting the the army, the army soldiers, and they're like, hey, like, get out of the way so we can take our guy out. If not, there's gonna be hell to pay. And just the, you know, the oh, the whole action action sequence of that, you know, was like, hey, this is cool. And to to go like a little bit step further with it and to realize that the the one soldier that they injured was the son of the like the captain of the platoon and so they Which who they had a warrant for to kill anyway yeah they had a warrant to kill him anyway <laughs> i thought that you know for them to get you know even a little closer to home with that i was like oh like that's not something you usually hear so i was like that's pretty cool but i thought i thought the whole sequence was very well done and and just the fact, like, you know, we finally see Rufus Buck because we don't see him until this moment in the movie. And he comes out of the darkness of his little, of his, of his box. You don't see him in the Wait, opening sequence. I think that you just see from like his point of view, if I remember correctly. I don't think you actually see him. You might be right. Holy shit. I never realized that. Yeah. I, I, I think, I think because you, you, you know, and assume that's, well, you know, it's, it's Idris. Idris. Yeah. You know, it's Idris. Um, but I, I think that's what you're thinking about in the opening sequence. On, like from a crook, you don't see him, but you know it's him. And then we finally actually see him for the first time, and he's in his, you know, his uh, black and white stripe, uh, uh, fel- you know, felon, you know, rags and stuff like that. But I thought, was, like I said, overall, I thought that was a really cool scene. And then you know, like all right, cool, like we're back in business. Yeah, man, it was so such a good movie. Yeah, a hundred like for real for me, for movie of the year right now. I wouldn't say movie of the year for me. I said right now, though. Yeah, that's probably, top, probably top five. Um, At least top, right now, movie of the year. You know, top ten. For sure, top five. Honestly, like, I feel like I've seen a lot of movies this year since, you know, I, I have them rolling at work, you know, as background noise. And it's, a, you know, it's a lot of, like, random things I haven't seen or always some, yeah, like, things I have a random scene and I were, like, you know, either old or newer movies. So like I I need to actually sit down and think about like what my top movies would be for this year that I that I watched. 
because between between the heart of the fall and the other movie we're going to talk about here in a bit uh like i watched this past week or so the mothman prophecies and prophecies and and the fly the the reboot of the fly with, with jeff goldblum and uh, gina davies and what's crazy though is the first movie i saw in theaters this year mm-hmm. wasn't until april and not for like lack of like movies to see it's just like that's when theaters restarted to like just fully go back to normal you know what i mean or what normal is now i saw a couple and movies it's, it's last crazy year to theater. think about that well no like yeah i saw like between february of last or not even february of last year probably like mid-summer last mm-hmm. year when i went to go see like batman begins or some shit like that because mm-hmm. that's all they were playing at the time mm-hmm. to new movies finally getting released in theaters again mm-hmm. it's been that long so like the last the last movie i saw before like the pandemic really kicked in 2020 was uh harley quinn birds of prey then i think it was I, either that or invisible man for me and then in october of that year i was i was feeling a bit like hmm, like i i want to go support them because i don't want i don't want alamo to close i want to go watch possessor so from february to october i didn't watch anything in theaters and then from october to february of this year you know i didn't go to the theaters and i saw breakfast club you know in february then march i saw godzilla and then uh and then I also saw the Lord of the Rings uh, anniversary uh, uh, showing, and then in May Spiral, and then from there I didn't go. I didn't go to watch. Uh, I went to watch Shang Chi. So that was it. You know, it's it's been off and on, but just because I want, I don't want my local theater to close down. But this is, you know, it was still trying to you know adjust to the pandemic and stuff like that. But I watched a bunch of movies, you know at home still so yeah and that's the other thing it's not like i'm not watching new releases or anything oh just a lot of those hbo ones i just watched at home because i was like yeah i'll watch it at home there's no point of driving to a theater for it yeah like uh like for example um that one with denzel and jared leto and rami malik like the little things the little things great movie still don't mind that i watched it at home preferred to watch it at home now, Matrix, 100% need to go see it in theaters. Um, Ghostbusters, I have no choice. But again, even if I had a choice, 100% need to go see in theaters. Uh, I watched The Conjury and the Devil maybe do it here at home, which was fine. I was okay with that because honestly, like I, I don't like going to movie theaters to watch horror movies because... Well, I, and not that I get this issue anymore with Alamo, uh, but I used to hate going to to watch a horror movie in theaters at like at like a Cinemark theater um, because you would get the jackass kids who would scream way too much. And I say kids, and even though like they're probably my age or a couple years younger, you know, I I'm there to enjoy the movie, and I'm not usually one to really scream and stuff like that. But they're screaming to scream. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'll and then, like, it. to transition here for a sec, for to our next topic, Dune. You have the choice of seeing it in theaters or watching it on HBO at home. And honestly, 
I waited like two weeks after its release to go see it. And I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I'm just saying that's like, I can understand the people um, like the guy that works at the record store, Sean, that I talk movies with all the time. He was like, basically like, I'll disown you if you don't go see it in a theater. So that's why I went <laughs> to go see it in a theater. But I'm going to be honest with you. And I went to go see it in IMAX and all that, which I kind of wish I would have got to see it in Dolby instead of IMAX. I prefer Dolby over IMAX. Mm-hmm. It's just a better, I don't know, for me, it's just better. Okay. Um, but it, I feel like Dune is one of those ones that like, yeah, you could have watched it at home and been fine. Mainly just the pacing of it for me and the runtime. Like, I'm not saying it's too long or anything like that, but there was one point where I didn't have any more snacks. So I was like, you know, it'd have been nice to pause the movie right here, go take a piss, maybe go get a snack, then come <laughs> back to it. You know what I mean? Just like the pacing of it, really. Like, right, right. It's, it's as someone who's never read the book, which I don't plan to, because apparently the book requires like a glossary that you have to refer reference to understand some things like it's the whole thing i've never seen the david lynch version don't really plan to either um i feel like going into this movie blind was interesting because i did enjoy it as a sci-fi movie it's a good sci-fi movie um the story for me and that's just because i'm a little slow anyway it's just a bit confusing mm-hmm. um i will say that like people are like oh it just ends what the fuck are you talking about because yeah it literally yeah it, it literally just ends but it's the perfect fucking ending for that movie especially knowing that they're gonna he he literally told the first half of the book and he splits it in part two is going to tell the next half of the book yeah and it like literally ends with them walking into the next half of the book. That's a perfect ending right there. Literally a perfect like what, ending. What do you, would you want them to start? Like, a, like it would be like, if like a new hope like just started the Death Star battle sequence towards the end of the movie, and that's where they cut to credits, that, that would have been dumb. Like if they started yeah. a battle or like the in, in Dune itself, like they show the big like, the um Dave Batista's people attacking Isaac or Oscar Isaac's people and like that battle started. If they literally ended the movie there, yeah, I could see why you're like, oh, it just ends and yeah. be upset about it. But no, like I feel like they They're literally walking into the next chapter of the they movie. They laid the, the best groundwork into a part two. Like he's telling them like what he wants to do, what he plans to do, and how these people he needs his people's help. And they're like, go. And you know they they walk into the into the horizon essentially, perfect transition. Um, and I know you hate how I always talk about them, um, but this like I feel like this this it was a cliffhanger obviously, but because it's going into a, into a, the next part, this is probably like it was probably like one of my favorite you know you know cliffhangers into a movie since the end of the Desolation of Smaug into the battle of okay. the five armies okay so it's the hobbit and of course the hobbit's broken into a trilogy but no yeah shut the fuck up right so they think they kill smog 
and thereby they covered cover biatch. They covered him in molten molten gold. And they're like, oh cool, like we we fucking killed the dragon. Like game's over, right? So like he's covered in gold and like he's layered out into like the floor. And then and Khaleesi the, shows up and, and then the throws gold, music plays and the gold starts to bubble. <laughs> it starts to bubble. And like he he busts out and he like he leaves the, the mountain and he's like freaking out because it's molten gold. Like he's he's burning up. And he like he flies into the air and he spins and all the gold like rains off of him. And then he makes his way toward Lake Town. And he says, I am fire, I am death. And then it pans to to Bilbo. He says, What have we done? And then boom, it cuts. And I was like, holy shit, because you know he's about to go light that fucking town on fire and kill everybody. But now you gotta wait to watch that. And I was like, it had me on the edge of my seat. And I thought it was hilarious because I was like, oh my God. And I remember one guy in the crowd going, Oh, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Cause he was it was that like that heart of a cliffhanger. And I was like, holy shit, that was really good. But you know, it was, you know, you don't see of course, you know, we, we watch these movies that are that are built in trilogies, but usually because there's a story. To see a cliffhanger, I thought, I was like, man, that was really good. And I don't think Dune's meant to be a trilogy, though, is it? Is it just no, supposed to be these no, two? But it's, I think it's just supposed to be these two. But to see, to see it be hung up on just like a very nice, I don't want to say subtle, but like it felt subtle because it was, you know, they kind of just eased you into like, okay, hey, we're walking into the, into the sands. Like I thought, I thought it was beautifully done. And I was like, "This is this is a good way to to transition to a part two. And they they tell you in the beginning of the movie that you know there's obviously to be more because the title sequence says Dune Part One. Yeah, well, Do for a while like, it wasn't when they first like announced the movie and all that. It was uh, just supposed to be Dune the movie. Like, yeah, but it if, wasn't until like recently that they started you know pushing the Part One thing." Yeah, and but like if you see that, shouldn't you have the common sense to think, oh, are they implying that there'll be more parts to this? Yeah, because I mean, it's it's like the people that got the new Taylor Swift album were like, why is a man singing? Like, I know you're a little kid, <laughs> but do you not have the common sense to, especially on your little Crosley there, maybe hit a button? They they probably don't know what the buttons do. They probably just drop the needle and they they go boom. And um, I'm not trying to be like a gatekeeper over here and like you know be one of those old head vinyl nerds but like it's just a common sense thing and you see i think that, i think that's my thing like i feel like i operate on a on a different level compared to people like i always feel like i'm three or four steps ahead of when it comes to my thinking process because like i just start thinking of you know the next question and stuff like that to get ahead of myself to just make assumptions and clear everything out for my you know for myself so when i saw it said part one i'm like okay cool they're they, they're breaking it up into multiple parts you know so i i instantly already knew okay so this will probably end on a cliffhanger and to see it, but done it it's as, a good cliffhanger it's not like it an is a good cliffhanger. cliffhanger of like no not at all timothy charcuterie over there is like dying and you're just like why is he dying and you don't get yeah. the answer so the, to give to to i guess to really start on my take finally because i've just been kind of going on about this and that um i was like you i've never read the book um, but I've always had interest in reading it because I really enjoy sci-fi stuff. Uh, I just, I've never read the book. And I think it's just more because I've heard mixed reviews about the book. They're like, oh, it's 
it's super long there's a there's a bunch of books to it you know it's a lot of story to follow and stuff like that and people they're like it's okay but then i've also heard people say you know it's it's a great book series it's probably like one of the best sci-fi book series out there and i'm like okay well i'll get around to it but so i went into the movie pretty blind because i wasn't really sure what uh you know what the plot was of the movie because like i never read the book and i saw it here at home uh i enjoyed it here at home because i i feel like i have the sound system that's capable to to really project you know the I guess how they would want the movie to be, you know, enjoyed because it was it was a fucking loud movie. I think it's because of the ships, you know, they're moving around. It's a loud fucking movie, um, and I, I like I enjoyed the, the you know the viewing experience of it, but I really do want to see it in IMAX or or Adobe setting to to really embrace you know how it should be seen. But I love the movie. I thought it was really well done. Uh, I thought the pacing was really, really good. Um, I feel like it was very easy to follow, but like I said, I think that's just more because I, you know, I, I enjoy sci-fis and I know how to kind of, I guess, understand what I'm, when I'm going, you know, what I'm watching. I feel like they, they kind of, you know, explain the movie pretty well. Even if you don't, if you never read the books, if you kind of just, you know, bit, you know, put Spider-Man, pieces Spider-Man, bitches. God damn it. Why, why is he here? Who let him in? That's why. Who let him Who's in? talking? Yeah, I'm talking. Go, go hang out with your rapist dolphins behind you. <laughs> that's gonna get cut. That's no. In fact, that's gonna get loaded even higher. I want that double boosted. Um, anyway, like I, said, I, I really enjoyed the movie. I thought, like I said, the pacing was done really well. I thought the story was pretty easy to follow, even if you didn't haven't read the movie, you know, read the books. They're not. They're only giving you the surface of what's really going on. So if you're if you're paying attention, like you should understand what's what's kind of happening. Uh, I I really like all the actors in the movie, like Oscar Isaac. Uh, I haven't seen anything. With, I haven't heard of Timothy Chalamet before this movie. I thought he was really good. Really? You know, so, yeah, I never. You ever saw him. like Lady Bird? Nope. It's the only other thing I know him in. Yeah, no, I, I I never heard of him. Um, he was in a movie with Ben Stiller, I think. Isn't he? Isn't he going to be mm. Willy Wonka? Timothy he Shark is going to be, yeah, he's going to be, now he's going to be Willy Wonka in the, in like the, um, I'm not really sure what like to call it. Like a prequel it. to it all. Like a prequel to it all. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, I thought he was good. I liked him for, for what he was. Um, of course, His Batista. bother me. Batista, what do you mean Batista? Batista was in it for like four seconds. Hey, that's all I need, baby. Batista's good. Batista's right. Like half the fucking, like half the, name, name, name one of the actors in it. Josh Brolin. Josh Shut Brolin. the fuck up, Cole. Dead. Name another one. Uh, Oscar Isaac. Dead. Name another one. Zendaya. Alive, honestly. Uh-huh. But, you know, uh-huh. next. Let's keep, keep uh, going. Bill Skarsgård. He was the fat dude. I think he was he alive. He was the bad guy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. All right, name another one. Uh, that's all I got. Yeah. Half the fucking people that they tout in this movie are dead. Oh. That's good. At least Jason Momoa went out like a badass. <laughs> Let me someone talking about Jason Momoa. His character is the it's, big... okay. Going back to that, hold on, real quick. Going okay. back to the conversation we had earlier, where like I see certain actors as like that's all they're gonna be to me for a while. Mm-hmm. Oddly, Jason Momoa is not Aquaman to me. Really? I see him as Aquaman. Yeah. 
I just see I, him as- I, I can take him out of the aqua. Maybe it's because he plays the same goddamn role every time, no matter if he's Aquaman or not. I don't know. For me, it's like, you know, as soon as I saw him in Aquaman, he quit being Cal Drogo for me. Wait, he was- the first thing I remember him as is uh, the remake of Conan. He was in Conan before Aquaman. He was, yeah, he was. Uh, he was in the remake of Conan the Barbarian. Okay, he played Arnold's character. Really, he played Conan. That was, I want to say, like the first like big thing for him. Uh, well, he was in Battlestar. Oh, he was also Baywatch when was he was Baywatch? younger. Okay, yeah, it was like Baywatch Hawaii. He was one of the lifeguards. Was he? I don't, I don't you know, is it Battlestar Galactica or um, Stargate? Stargate. Stargate. Okay. One of those two. One of those two. Um, he was in that, and then of course for me, I think his the big big one was was uh, Game of Thrones where he was Cal Drogo, uh, which was you know the husband to Khaleesi. And then from there, like, of course, he became Aquaman. But, like, I, I see him a lot as Aquaman. But then I'm he was just in like, Star. Yeah, he was in Stargate. Okay. I see him as Aquaman, but then I also just see him as Jason Momoa. Like, just general badass. You know, overall badass guy. Um, anyway, going back to the movie. So, his character is, you know, the badass. Supposed to be, like the, like, the best fighter for the army and stuff like that. You know, whenever people hear his name they're like oh fuck it's it's him it's him and i know it's i know it's a book but i'm like you're gonna make your you're gonna make your big badass guy name duncan idaho yeah i thought his name was a little goofy and i was like that's that's the name you're gonna give me you're gonna give me that name for mr badass over there duncan idaho he's you know a, i don't get about he's a yo yo potato get out of here you know what I don't get about these fucking movies? Um, uh-huh. Like, just any movie in general that, like, goes to, like, futuristic, like, 3025 or, like, some shit like that. Like, just clearly not in present day. Yeah. Why the fuck? Like, they could be, like, 4525. Do these motherfuckers talk in a fucking British, like, old English accent? Like, oi, governor, we gonna have some tea today. Like, you know why? Y'all be... Why, why not why? just say like yeet yeet and say like because that's what we're talking like right now what's going to make us go back no you know why why it's because of, it's because the u.s is going to be annihilated off this fucking earth first and everyone else okay. is going to survive what the fuck joe <laughs> because the u.s is the one that's be fucked up so everyone else survives they're like oh poor u.s man look at them nah man i just yeah, I don't, again, I don't understand. So again, like I said, I, re- I really enjoyed the film. I do want to see it again in theaters. Um, I may dip into the books. Uh, I'm reading some other books right now, but I'll probably dip into it eventually. Um, I thought it was really, really good. And I know it's, like, I've, I was bugging you guys to watch it, but it's because I'm I'm big on sci-fis. And well, like I said, I was going to watch it. I yeah, I know you're watching, but y'all were, like, you know, y'all were shitting on it for so long. And it was bone. I'll get because- to it. Now, now it's to the point where I shit on it for so long. I'm afraid I'm going to fucking link it. Yeah, you know it's yeah, well, sh- Cole, y'all, y'all, it's go it's Ghostbusters twenty sixteen all over again. Y'all were y'all were Cole, shitting on it for gone. so long. It's off of what you call it already. That's no, it was on there when I saw it. That was on HBO like a day or two ago, and it was on there. It should be on there till twenty first. I thought it was on. Um, but yeah, like y'all were shitting on it, you know, going into it, and I was just like, but it has good actors and Hans Zimmer did the music, and I love all these people. It's on there till the 22nd because it came out on the 22nd because that was the day Jackass was supposed to come out, but it got delayed Yeah, no because they were fucking afraid of the Sand movie. Oh, I completely forgot about that movie. So, yeah. yeah. 
looking here real quick. He was in he was in Baywatch from ninety four to two thousand one. Baby. Or I'm sorry, 99 to 2001. Mm-hmm. And then he was in a Baywatch movie. Then he was in some type of TV movie. Mm-hmm. Then his first like feature role was in Johnson Family Vacation with Cedric the Entertainer. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. And movie. then he was in some like no, no, nothing, like can't even tell you, North Shore, which looked to be a TV show that lasted one season on okay. Fox, okay. Pipeline. Fucking, I don't know what that is. Then he was in Stargate. Bottle and then Pipeline. he was in a show called The Game. Or the game, which again oh, looked like it. It says he was in four episodes. So like I don't know, he played you know fucking. Then he was in um a short, mm-hmm. and then his first his first big thing that like you could say, yeah, this is where I first saw Jason Momoa was Conan the Barbarian, which came out in 2011, which is the same year that he was Cal Drago. For ten episodes, you know I I would definitely say Game of Thrones is the bigger hit. I mean obviously it's the bigger hit. But I but I feel like because because Conan the Barbarian's more like a like a cult classic type of thing. Like unless you were into like the barbarians, you know, stuff like that back in the day, you wouldn't go out of your way to watch to watch Conan the Barbarian. I watched it because it was on like I don't know, I someone put it on and I'm like, hey, just watch it. Exactly. So you know you weren't going out of your way to move there to watch it. But Game of Thrones, it being a, a very big, a very successful um book franchise. You know, you're more enticed to that. But um, I think that's all. Apparently, I got for... he was in Cliffhanger with Stallone. Is, is that the the rock climbing one? Okay, okay. Uh, he's credited. It doesn't say what he actually like did in it. He acted. I'm looking it up real quick. <laughs> I guess he wasn't. I don't know, man. That's weird. It comes up if you look up Jason Momoa Cliffhanger. He comes up on Google, but if you look on IMDb, he's not on it, even as like an uncredited person. Because they do list those on IMDb. Anyway. That's all That's all I got for, for Dune. Uh, I really enjoyed it. What would you give it? Ooh, a nine. Okay. Strong nine. Okay. That's fair. You? Probably like a seven. It's a good sci-fi movie. But yeah, it's a good sci-fi. It's, it's not... I know for a lot of people, it was like, oh my God, Dune's finally coming out this year. It wasn't like that for me at all. That's not my movie this year. I feel like that movie for me was, is The Matrix. Now, am I going to like The Matrix? Ba- honestly, dude, based off that you, one trailer. You will based off if the they one want trailer, you to. Yeah, true. But based off that <laughs> one trailer that we got so far, it looks so fucking unfinished. I'm like, like my hype level was like, <gasps> Matrix. And then, like, just the, the look of the trailer was like, what the fuck? I mean, they're just trying to give you something to, you know. Yeah. Give it time. <sighs> no, Hugo Lee leaving. I don't, I don't care. I'm not in. They asked. He just got busy. <laughs> um, not busy. He Mr. Man, Anderson. That man ain't doing shit. Yeah, he's actually doing, like, three movies right now. I love Hugo That's Weaving. why he couldn't do it. Um. But for me, I just, the story has to be right. Mm-hmm. And right now I'm not sold on the story. Like the idea of the matrix being rebooted simply just to make another matrix movie at this point. Well, the vibe I got from the trailer is that it's like the government is forced is like, has everyone taken the blue pills. I feel like it's just the Wachowski's trying to get a, trying to get that money. Cause they have Wachowski. 
Wachowski. Anyway, I feel like they just because it's, it's only one. It's not both of them. Yeah, time. but still, like I, I still you know well, yeah because they it's a concentration like yeah. fucking movies Cloud Atlas and like that one with Channing Tatum and Mila Kunis fucking bomb so hard. Jupiter they gotta make some money back. I love Cloud Atlas. If you've never seen Cloud Atlas, it was a they might have not done. Film. They might not have done Cloud Atlas, but I know they, they did. did Jupiter Ascending. And no, they did. They shit bombed. They did it. Uh, and I absolutely love that movie. It was beautifully done. It has great, great fucking cast in it. And uh, like, it's, I bawled at the end of that movie. It was, it was beautiful. Like, it was one of my, like, one of my favorite movies, like, one of my favorite movies at the time. Uh, I wanted to go see it just because it had Tom Hanks and, you know, a couple of actors I like. And it was, I had nothing, like, I had nothing really to, to compare it to like i i didn't like i went in really blind isn't cloud I, atlas look like a lot like narnia though mm, that's what i've always heard i don't know i haven't really seen i haven't really seen chronicles of narnia i'm not a big fan of it um but i i say if you ever see it watch it and it's just it's a beautiful film i, I really enjoyed it yeah man it's just like i don't but know like like from yeah from there like that I, that was that was one of those, and I think what what Cloud Atlas got, and I heard it on the radio, and it pissed me off. Was the movie didn't do well because it was a thing, like it was a thinker, and people didn't enjoy it because they didn't understand everything that was happening. So you have to. Watch there was it also again. like some weird like religious undertone to it, which really? I think threw people off. Which like, are you cool if we talk about Eternals real quick? Like, yeah, is if it gets spoiled, are you cool with that? Yeah, I don't really care. Okay. Cole, what'd you think about Eternals? Because I've heard like a lot of mixed things. So you're the only one that hold on, hold on. Let me no, 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 let, let me finish. Hi, Cole. Oh, yes. Hi. You, you jackass, since you want to just come in, you know, guns blazing spider. spider dude, the whole trailer. way here, I was like, Spider-Man trailer. Dude, dude the trailer whole way here, here, I was like, I'm gonna pop in. They're gonna be right in the middle of Dune. How am I gonna ruin this? How'd you fucking know? Just with your face. Dude, and it worked out perfectly that you were the one talking, Joe. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm just going to pop in and be like, Spider-Man. God, I hate you. No, but like. I almost came in with a Lord of the Rings joke, but I was like, I'll let you. I'll let you. Can we go one fucking episode of this podcast without mentioning a goddamn movie? I'm willing to watch them again, but fuck. I mean, That's what I said. I was going to get. No, I mean. No. It's, it's the standard for one of the greatest movies of all time. What do you want me to do? Oh, fuck off, Joe. Anyway, so Eternals. All right. So I've seen. Yeah, hold on, hold on, okay. hold on. I, you're the only one in this this podcast that have seen it. I've listened to a couple other podcasts talk about it. Um, one of them went really kind of like in depth without spoiling it too much and shit like that, uh, which is cool. I don't, you know, mean spoilers and all that. Um. Last night was a rare occasion for me of asking no spoilers. Uh, but I've heard very mixed things, but the, the the disappointment that I hear, and it's it's so stupid, to be honest with you, is people are just disappointed with like the social justice-ness of it all. The fact that there's, I'm pretty sure there is a gay character in it. Yes. I'm pretty sure the fact that there's a deaf character in it, or at least someone on the spectrum, or something like that. Um, apparently, it's the first time. I, people say it's the first time, and I don't. I, I, mean, I haven't seen it, so I don't really know. But they're like, it's the first time they have sex in a Marvel movie, and I'm like, 
but they kind of start to do it in Iron Man 1, but sure, I guess. If you want to say... They have sex and you... Yeah, it's... People complained about Angelina Jolie saying she was drugged out of the whole movie. Um... Like on drugs, like they said, she, it looked like she was just like zanned out of her mind the whole movie. And the, um, that's kind of the point of her. Okay, I'll, I'll get to yeah, that. that's the other thing I heard from uh, one review was like, but it even if she was, it works for the character. Um, then a lot of like jokes I heard were like, people were like, really, like, was Camille Nanjiani's character Kango or whatever, they're like hyping Kingo. him up, and apparently he. He uh, is just like, he's just absolute shit in this movie. Like it, it wasn't even worth Camille getting buff for because all he does is like finger guns and shit like that. Like he's my, he was my favorite character in the whole thing. He's fucking hilarious. But, but um, no, man. Um, I don't know. What do you, what do you think? So it's not it, bonus content with the Eternals here. Hey. So. Let me preface this by saying I like this better than I like this slightly better than Black Widow. I don't like it as much as Shang-Chi. But it was it's a good movie. It had for me to have seen it twice, I obviously enjoyed it. Um I feel like you see a lot of movies twice though. I mean, I also saw Venom 2 twice, so you can't, you know. My opinion doesn't mean shit. But anyway. I guess you know. <laughs> Fuck you, but um no, it was it was uh, it's a very different kind of Marvel movie. Like it's more focused on drama. Like there's a lot of like back and there's a lot of flashbacks and it's a lot of back and forth between oh between the Eternals. Like oh we shouldn't be doing this. We should be doing this. It's a it's a lot of like borderline political beliefs and stuff. And it's and they all walk the line of like we should be doing this. But at the same time, we should also be doing this. Like it's like none of like it, none of them is on like one. Most of them aren't on one specific side. It's like they're not on the same page. They're kind of bouncing around. Yeah, yeah, and none of them, and for the most part, none of them are on one specific page. Like they they want to do one thing, but you know, they're you know they're the others want to do something else. To another not to mm-hmm. another place, and that's that's interesting. Um. I saw that the, the, there's, I, I'm not going to go into it, but there's a twist in the movie. I saw it coming a mile. Away. I saw it coming months ago, honestly, when the first what trailer. It? Huh? What's the twist? Go ahead and say it. Yeah. Joe said he didn't care. Okay. Um, so Icarus is the bad guy. Big surprise. Who is? Icarus, the Superman dude with the lasers. Yeah, it's not fucking shocking. You can tell yeah, yeah no. The when the first trailer dropped, I'm like, oh, he's going to betray them all. That's... That's fucking it. Uh, going back to Angelina Jolie, what you said, how she's kind of like sand out, sand out of her mind. So her character is affected with this thing called, I think it's called like Mad Weary or something. They don't really explain what the hell it is. It just causes her to snap and start attacking everybody. So she's dealing with that the whole movie. And that and that's interesting. Um Kingo, yeah, he doesn't get a ton to do, but he's there to be the comedic relief. And he ha- he has this valet. He- he's a- he's a ho- Bollywood actor, and he has this valet named Karun who follows them around. He's the funniest fucking character. He's the best character in this movie. 
Well, yeah, because it's Camille Nunjamani. Nunjamani. I can't say his fucking name. No, 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 not him. I'm talking about his. I'm talking about his valet that follows them around. Because he's pulling out cameras and shit, and the other Eternals getting pissed and throwing them, and he pulls out. Where'd you get that? Oh, always carry, always carry a spare. I'm just like, oh my god. Like it's. it's I tell. Can I tell Joe the after credit? I'm get I I'm getting to the after credit. Hold on. No, no, I want to tell Joe this. No, no, because no, 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 I no. I saw it on the internet. No, no, no. Because no, Cole no. told I, me and I had to look it up. I want to I want to get to it. So there's okay. a character in the movie named Dane Whitman. Joe, does that name mean anything to you? It's a first and last name. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sounds like a white guy. Sounds okay. like a white guy. Um, One more time. Run it by me again. Dane Whitman. Dane Whitman. So you ever heard of a character named the Black Knight? With uh, Martin Lawrence? God damn it. No, <laughs> the Marvel character. I love that movie, dude. That's amazing. <laughs> Great poll. Great fucking poll. Who, who would remember that movie other than maybe me and Joe? <laughs> no, there's a, okay, there's a Marvel character named the Black Knight. He's in this as like his... Yeah, human. Martin Lawrence. <laughs> I fucking hate you people. Martin <laughs> enters the MCU. All right, let him, let him continue. Let him continue. Go ahead. Go ahead, Cole. Anyway. He fights a bee. <laughs> there's... You remember that he, one? He's in the movie, at, you know, as his normal self, Dane Whitman. And, you know, throughout the movie, he mentions, like, like, at one point, he mentions, like, oh, me and my uncle, like, we don't really talk. And Cersei, who's one, one of the Eternals, oh, you know, you should talk to your uncle towards the end Cersei of the movie. Cersei played by Cersei herself from Game of Thrones? Sure. <laughs> I don't know. What uh, um, towards the end of the movie, he tells her, hey, so it turns out uh, I talked to my uncle. Uh, my family history is complicated. Okay, cut to the post credits, and I'll, oh. I'll I'll jump back to the mid credits because we need to talk about that too. But I'm excited to talk about the post credits. Yeah, no one gives a fuck about Harry Styles being fucking Thanos's brother. Yeah, I'm more. It was cool. He fits the part because he is a pretty boy in the comics. I'm more excited about this shit. So post credits, Dane's Dane's in his room. He's got a box in front of him. It's got the fucking ebony blade, which is his sword. He's walking back and forth. Oh, what do I do? And the sword's calling out to him like, like demonic mm-hmm. voices coming from the fucking sword. It's like, mm-hmm. what do I do? What do I do? Mm-hmm. He goes to touch it. You hear a voice come from the door. You, you hear a vo- shut the fuck up. You're gonna lose your shit here. You're gonna shit yourself here, Joe. You 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 hear a voice come through the come from the door. You sure you're ready for that, Mr. Whitman? You don't see his face, but it's Mahershala Ali, aka fucking Blade. No. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, so Cole, when Cole went to go see it, when Cole went to go see, that's exactly what I did. When Cole went to go see it, and I said, you know, chat me so you don't ruin it for Joe. He fucking texted me that he's like, I think it's this. Like we, he wasn't really sure at the time. I literally looked it up. I literally looked it up on the internet and went to like some sketchy ass websites to find this one scene, and it's still recorded on a potato. But the audio is great. And the minute I heard, I was like, Holy shit, it's Blade! And then literally the next day, the director is like, Oh yeah, that's Chloe's house confirmed it's Blade. Oh shit! So my thought process is this. Yeah, right. Because they have a history in the comics. So. Okay, there's that. But my thought process is this: is we're 2021. Mm-hmm. His movie doesn't come out till 2023. Mm-hmm. So, and I keep reading some stuff of like not like spoilery type stuff, just like behind the scenes type stuff. Mm-hmm. Again, not spoilery behind the scenes, just like 
production wise about the new and this kind of transitions into spider-man and stuff like that how far from home what is it far from home no way home what what is this one no way home is going to basically venom's venom 2 started it with their post-credit scene but no way home is going to kind of branch the mcu with the ssu which is the sony spider-man verse right right or something like that yeah um so my thought process is this either blade is going to show up in morbid or morbius in january when it comes out or maybe he gets teased again at the end of the spider-man movie i so i, I would see him in morbius I am willing. It makes to more that. sense for Morbius. No, no, I would. No, 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 I would no. totally make sense I, for that because in the Amazing Spider-Man, no, it makes sense. But here's listen to me here. Mm-hmm. I'm willing listen. to bet money the next time we see or hear Blade will be in Moon Knight. Think When's so? that come out though? Uh, late ne- uh, next fall, I believe. Okay. So it would make sense because they'd be filming Blade by then. I would say it makes sense for Morbius because in the Amazing Spider-Man uh, cartoon series. Um, Blade starts to pop up around you know Morbius and he helps chase him. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, they're also let's like, all tie together. And look, I know it does. It's it's no longer a part of like Marvel's actual movies and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But I always call back to the closing scene of Blade from 1999 when they come out from underground and they're standing on the roof and his doctor lady's like, "Who's that?" And he looks up and uh, Wesley Snipes' Blade just goes, "Oh shit." It's because uh, post there's a deleted scene where you can find it on YouTube where it's they shoot to like they shoot the camera up to where he's saying oh shit to mm-hmm. and it's someone dressed as Morbius standing on top of the roof. The original idea was to create the Morbius movie off of that, and they've been trying to do the Morbius movie since that movie. Which blade was that? This was the Wesley Snipes blade. Which blade was that? 1999 Wesley Snipes. The first one? Yeah. I'm asking which one. There's three of them. Yeah, the, the very first one. Okay. Because like, I just I, watched one and two, and I, I was trying to remember, because you, you brought Blade that up, and I watched one and two, and I was like, I was trying to see what you were talking about. Blade might so, credits, because we already got, they're already kind of bridging the gap, because we have Vulture popping up in Morbius. Yeah. That's true. That's where I saw him. Okay, okay, because I was... Well, here's watching. the question I had for you. Didn't they have a different version of shocker in um homecoming so it's a it's no electro and shocker are two different villains okay yeah 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 yeah. which the same type of guy shocker just has like wrist things so yeah i I got some confused in the in the chat earlier i really like shocker Shocker and i'm like the fuck are you talking about i really like shocker from the cartoons i didn't really care for electro but like shocker was fucking cool so which one's jamie fox electro and the yellow dude is shocker. No. Yeah. So they Bokeem uh, Woodbine played him in Homecoming. Okay, yeah, okay. That's what I was so I guess he's just not in because he's part of the Sinister Six, I thought. So what they're trying to do is um they're thinking it's you're getting the version Welcome of to these, Spider-Man chat. You're getting these people from the different universes. That's why we're we're not getting uh there's not going to be six villains. It's just going to be five. Yeah, but you're not getting the uh, the Andrew Garfield version of Electro. You're getting more of a different version of Electro because it's the same same character, but a different version of them. 
you're starting to you're you're getting the different versions of of these villains coming from the other. And universes. I want to say, dude, the the lightning hey, floating in front of his face, making the star mask. I shit myself. That's amazing. I love that's so creative. I love that. Ah, oh, like, I just like awesome. that he's not blue. Yeah, I didn't mind the blue. The blue was cool, but you're right. Well, what I, got me was the electric eels. I want. I wanted a shocker. I, I really want a shocker. That's just me. But you got lizard. It's the best of both worlds. Mm. Who gets punched yeah, by but... invisible men? Apparently, because Sony can't fucking edit their trailer right, and they're just gonna. Hey, Sony Dude, Brazil. We can't know they're in the movie, right. Sony. Anyway. I'm glad. Like I'm glad. I personally predict that Andrew and Toby are not going to be in the movie for more than maybe two minutes tops. No, I have I have heard they're in it. They're leads. I've heard they're in it for like a half hour each. That's I don't like that. I I think I like I get they're trying to do. They, I've heard that from what I have heard. I basically know the whole. If all these plot leaks I've read are true, I know the whole. Fu- I don't want to hear it. Leave it at that. I don't want to hear. It. I don't Shut leave up. it at that. But here's here's what I will say about here's what I will say about that though. Like the fact that you bring that up, that like they're leads and they're going to be in it for like an hour each or whatever. Here's what I got to say about that. I've been thinking about it a lot lately. As much as you guys know, I loved Halloween. Like absolutely love that movie. Right. Halloween kills. But my biggest problem with it after thinking about it and watching it, you know, five times. You're a psychopath. Is psychopath. He's a psychopath. Is the fact that that movie relied heavily on, hey, look, it's Tommy Doyle. Hey, look, it's Lindsay, Law- Lindsay Wallace. Hey, look, it's Nancy. Hey, look, mm-hmm. it's Sheriff Brackett, old as fuck, but he can't do anything. Like See, none of that mattered to me because I didn't know who the fuck those people were. I was like, oh, yeah, but that's because you're not. But to a diehard fan, like yeah, Brady. A... So yeah, I hey, we have the same microphone, Joe. Yeah, because he told me to buy this one. I didn't know you got it last time I saw it. It was like silver or black or whatever. It is. It is silver. Oh, uh, mine's white. White. Uh, but anyway, you're white. It's white. so um, <laughs> white town. But my point is, is this is like I feel like them being in that movie for an hour each or whatever or whatnot it's just like is it gonna rely on the fact that like toby and andrew are in this movie like halloween kills kind of did here's the thing the fact that sony is not showing them i think that's smart on them but it's also dumb because we all pretty much fucking know right now anyway so smart but because my thing is like you know, I know Cole wanted to see them in the trailer last night. Cole, I know you wanted to see. Well, here's something. my thing. Hold on. I, I, f- I feel. Finish. I feel like this is the biggest, the biggest thing you're sleeping on since Avengers Assemble, since having everyone show up, and Captain America saying Avengers Assemble, and finally you know, getting to say it. After yeah, all those finally going to say it. You know, this is, this is probably this this the the next biggest thing compared to that because. Now we're in a we're in a phase of the MCU where you're not you can't rely on your big on your big names at like that. You don't have your Iron Man, you don't have your Captain America anymore. You know, you're relying you have on Thor, but he's more funny than he is yeah, Thor. You're anymore. you're relying on Spider-Man who you know is gonna take the lead on things because he's 
he's the biggest superhero. Is this supposed to be Tom Holland's last run as Spider-Man? He has said that they filmed it as a finale, and he said he doesn't know what's next. Because I read earlier that they're post or pre-production on a fourth one already. Uh, I don't know about that, but um, this was on IMDb like for this movie, and uh, I, I know IMD or not IMDb, uh, Wikipedia, and I know that's like yeah. anybody can add that in there, but that you know. Maybe, but um, no, and here's my thing going into this movie. I don't want a happy ending. I don't. I want Peter to be pushed to the brink and I want him, I want him to lose. I want him to finally. I see what you're saying, but you get that. I feel like you got that in Far From Home. Like To a point, to a point. It's not a happy ending. It's okay. Yeah, we thought but, he has to deal with a being a teenager and like basically a father figure to him dying. And then while you're still dealing with the depression and all that, which as a teenager, your depression is totally different because you're still growing. And then to be like your whole world literally being blown the fuck up because J. Jonah Jameson is like, hey, you're Spider Man. Like, I feel like that's not a happy ending. Well, here's what I'm thinking. You know how he goes to Strange to erase everyone's memories. I don't think that's Doctor Strange. I'm not saying it's Mephisto. Well, I'm not, but get, I don't I'm think not getting into strange. that. I'm not getting into that. Fuck, fuck, fuck that theory. It's a stupid theory. Well, anyway, good theory. Good theory. We, theory. I think it's going to end with everyone forgetting who he is, and he's going to be on his own. And honestly, what I want to happen: kill Aunt May, kill Ned. Have MJ like go off somewhere, have him be on his own, like he's alone. And then the next one is him like Are you implying are you implying his version of a Thanos snap and he hangs up his his suit on a No, he doesn't hang up the suit. He's just like at his fucking point. Right. I want the ending of Amazing Spider-Man 2 dialed up to eleven. That's what what I want. I want Didn't that scene? end with Rhino attacking New York City. No, and it well, <laughs> yeah, yes, but it ended with Gwen Stacy dying. P- Peter was at his lowest point. But no, it still I, ended. I know. No, I think the, it, the, the, ending, the, ending, I think it, the ending was Rhino attacking the city. I think it was Paul and Spider-Man making, going me, making some shitty lines. I'm not talking about the ending, Andy. I'm talking about everything leading up to the ending. He stopped being uh, Spider-Man for a while, and then he came back to fight Rhino. Can we get a reenactment of the scene from Spider-Man? With McGuire when he's uh, he's shooting yeah. all the web against the against the buildings trying to stop the train, and like he's like, Gah! and like he passes out. I want the point, and I like the the, the the body, like the the people in the train are like carrying the body, like oh fuck, it's just a kid. Spider Man's just a kid, and they're like, we'll protect want, you, buddy. I want, I want Tom, Andrew, and, and Toby to fucking point at each other like the meme. Honestly, sure, it would be a sure disservice to fans if they don't do that, in my opinion. Yeah. I feel like they should also um, do the uh they should do the into the spider-verse where they're all where they're like, hmm. Um one see room that's room. my thing. That's my thing. I don't if they are gonna be in this movie, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I think it's rely, I think it goes back to the Halloween kills argument where it might rely on nostalgia a little too much. Mm-hmm. But if they're gonna be in the movie, they're gonna be in the movie. I do not want this to be, and I, I'm not saying it's going to be like this. So Cole, don't jump on me for saying it like this, but I do not want this to be a team up into the Spider Verse live action version where they uh, all fight together in the end. If 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 it's going to be 
if it's going to be this universe's Peter's story, then Tom Holland has to be the ultimate Spider-Man, pun intended, I think- ultimate Spider-Man at the end and be the, the one and only Spider-Man to close the universes or what have you. I think like, like gonna, have you- I think they're most definitely going to be in the final battle. Like, I don't think there's any way around that. But do you want like do you want them to be like yes they're all in the final battle but like Tom's the one but who it all relies it all relies but, on Tom okay but, that's but fine. Peter's focusing Peter's focusing on that. this one on one villain Peter's be, focusing on this other villain and then Peter's focusing on the main villain yes <laughs> you know what and, I mean right and then Danny DeVito's in the corner somewhere he's out there blasting I'm the man spider. Um, one root one rumor. So, a rumor I've heard. Obviously, I don't. I don't want to get because I don't know what the fuck you guys know and don't know. I don't want to hear rumors because I know everything. You here's the problem. I love you, Cole, but here's your problem. You fucking read too much shit on the internet. You dudes like you posting that thing on Facebook yesterday. Like, oh my god the same restaurant like that's too much bro like you're gonna yeah. ruin the you're gonna ruin the movie yourself right, without like true. even if it isn't a spoiler or anything like that just like what if what if as a constellation kevin five is like you know what i'm not this, gonna do it's it it's been 20 it's been 20 years let's invite toby mcguire to the premiere but he's never actually in the movie you'd be shooting that's, yourself in the fucking foot that's what i was saying because you yeah. posted this like oh my god the same restaurant kind of deal that's exactly what i was saying you would hate you would hate the movie okay absolutely even no matter if the movie's like the godfather level of goodness like you would hate that movie if toby didn't show up because you saw him at the same restaurant and because you you wheeled him into the movie so hard i don't know you you did this with ghostbusters too by the way remember fucking did this with ghostbusters when you seeked out a bunch of shit about ghostbusters and i'm just like dude you just you gotta stop like the one time the one time i the one time i seeked out information on a movie was uh the avengers infinity war and it was because this big reddit post blew up and it was literally the entire plot oh yeah entire plot i was there that movie and i told it to i told it to a friend and he's like he i was like he's he's like yeah go ahead and tell me i don't believe any of it and then as the movie's happening, every chance that he got, he looked at me. I was like, yep, that's exactly what it said in that Reddit thread. Yep, that's what it said on that thread. Yep, yep, yep. Literally, beat for beat, line for line, plot point for plot point. Yep. 100% what was posted on Reddit was in that movie. And people, I, look, I, I, you guys know I don't care about spoilers unless I specifically ask you, do not spoil this for me. Last night was a rare occasion because I'm actually hyped for the Spider-Man movie. I'm not going out there seeking right. things about mm-hmm. Spider-Man because I don't want it to get ruined, even the okay. smallest little detail. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I feel like you're doing that to yourself by like, oh my God, yeah. they're at the same restaurant. Like, come on, bro. Okay. Oh, do you remember- Cole, do you remember what I said in the group chat about who used to do this in my life and where he's at now? Yeah. Don't do that. It'll happen. I care about you. Um, all right. I'm not going to say what I was going to say then because I don't even know if you guys know that this actor's in the movie, but we'll... I miss my uncle. I want to sidetrack for a little bit. Um, so Hawkeye comes out next Wednesday. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, so a certain actor... 
retweeted the trailer today. It was like, oh, these Marvel shows are so good. You guys want to guess who that actor was? Was the dog? Vincent D'Onofrio, a.k.a. the fucking kingpin from Daredevil. Oh, fuck yes. It was already confirmed that he was in it. Yeah, well, no, it's not confirmed. It's rumored that he's going to pop up in the fifth episode, which comes out the same week as Spider-Man. I'm pretty sure it was confirmed. No, they have not announced it. He's been rumored. Is the dog going to be in the to be in the fifth episode. It comes out the same week as Spider-Man. And you know who's in Spider-Man? Well, no, because we don't know about Charlie Tom Holland actually being... Again, that's a rumor, Cole. Tom Holland. Brady. <laughs> Brady's the hobgoblin. Willem Dafoe. So, did you guys watch that? Um... You don't like my cooking? God, that movie was fucking weird. <laughs> did we watch what, Brady? Did you watch that video from TikTok I sent you? This episode's out of control. I don't know. What did you send me? So I, I said, there's this, there's this guy, it. he goes by Straw Hat Goofy. He covers a lot of like nerd Disney shit and things like that. Uh, but he talked about a theory that he had watching the trailer last night. And when Dr. Strange said they're coming through the, they're coming through, it's too late. He doesn't necessarily, he thinks that he doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, it's, it's Andrew and Toby coming through. What he thinks is basically the longer that these villains stay in Tom Holland's world, the more like, I guess, upgraded. That's what I was saying is, earlier about is when you the had, way you they electro. Yeah. So like a point is, is when you first see Doc Ock come in, his, you know, his octopus arms look all like yeah. 2001-y. And then the next thing he's looking at him and they got Tony Stark red on and he's like, what the yeah, fuck is going he's on? Stark, he's got Stark tech. And, and he's then, confused about why they're changing and things like that. And if you look at uh, Green Goblin, Green Goblin or, yeah, Electro. Electro from blue to yeah, the yellow. To, to the yellow. Green Goblin goes from William Defoe to what looks to be Hobgoblin, to be honest with you. Where, where, what do you mean Hobgoblin? What are you talking about? Well, because you remember you sent us that like screenshot of like the blurry like oh yeah, some yeah. Guy, and he looked I, and he I looked different. Tra- I watched uh, someone did a breakdown. They freeze framed it frame by frame. It's it's Defoe. It is Defoe. He's just got God, yeah, but he just yeah. But the point is, is he looks different because he stayed in this universe so long that he's like physically changing or something like that. I think it's just a costume. I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, man. I mean. Do you guys think we're going to see Venom? That's the question. I haven't seen the movie yet. I... I'm sorry, Joe. I'd be willing to, I'd be willing to bet that you do see Venom. Considering... I bet it's going to be post-credits. Maybe post-credits, but you're going to see him considering the fact that like his post-credits did involve Spider-Man. I mean, I'm, a, I'm assuming he gets he gets to movies at some point, right? Yeah, but literally, they literally jump fucking universes. <clears throat> yeah, at the end Somehow. of them, they jump universes. Um, but I, I'd be kind of, I would be interested, or not interested, I, I guess it would be fine, kind of interesting to see him not show up until um, Quantum Leap or whatever they're fucking calling the next Ant-Man movie. Quantum Mania. So from what I've uh, the, from what I've heard talk around the internet, allegedly Venom Three is Venom and Venom versus Spider Man. Apparently, I don't know if that's Ooh, true. Geez. That's what I'm hearing. 
that would be cool as shit. I'm down. Bring back Topher Grace, but I'm down. Oh, God. No, not Topher Grace. He was (laughs) such a bad Eddie Brock. He was like, I want to see y'all's reaction. He was like a foot too short and like a hundred pounds too light. The fucking like dude was just like, hey, I'm Eric Foreman. Now I'm Venom. (laughs) The worst. All right, Uh, yeah, let's let's shit show up. Yeah. uh, Real quick, before we wrap up, up, just, you know, you know, I I feel like, you know, expectations are very high for this Spider-Man movie. I mean, obviously they're they're very high because of what we're anticipating. But if you back up, you have to look at it as this is like this is their this is their lead into their next what would be Avengers because Doctor Strange will be their equivalent to what an Avenger movie would be. It's a it's a pinnacle point because all signs are pointing to you know the multiverse of madness. You know the shows we're watching. The movies we're getting, all signs are pointing that way. So this is going to be the everything to to get to that point, and then Strange will be our new Avengers. So if you think about it that way, like yes, we're anticipating a lot, uh, but don't you know if something doesn't happen, don't sweat it. Don't act like don't like act. This don't is, sweat it because we're we're gonna have more happening in the in the, in the this is me addressing the internet don't bitch like you did with one division granted i was one of those people because one yeah oh they weren't you one of those people huh <laughs> i'm about to say weren't you one of those people yeah well it's fucking blue but anyway <laughs> your name's anyway. ralph boner get the fuck out of here anyway yeah so leave just keep that in mind keep that in mind uh but yes let's wrap this up this is this has been one a more, great, one more sleep till Ghostbusters. This has been a great series until somebody showed up. I'm sorry I ruined your Lord of the Rings podcast. You 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 ruined the good surprise. Okay, just keep that in mind. I'll ruin you. Anyway, Brady, you want to wrap this up, buddy? Play us out. Vacation. I've been Brady. I've been Joseph. I've been Cole. I'm Joe. Never Joseph. Bye. I don't like Sam.